Welcome to Let's Talk, hosted by David B. Plemons, CPA, Inc. Here, we will focus on the struggle, the juggle, and everyday hustle of small business. We will be here weekly talking to small business owners about their everyday struggles. We welcome your questions and comments, so feel free to email us at admin at plemonscpa.com. We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. Today we have on our show John Largent of Game Day Media. John has been instrumental in getting our podcast into reality. My name is Thalia Williams. I am the marketing concierge for David B. Plemons CPA Inc. This is the hustle, juggle, and struggle of small business. Let's talk. Welcome to the hustle, juggle, and struggle of small business. Today on our show, we have John Largent of Game Day Media Enterprises. Yeah, you can say that. Okay, we're into we're into many enterprises, but yes, uh, <laughs> well, Game Day Media is what most people know us as. But yes, okay. that's our formal name. Formal name. Well, welcome. We're so glad to have Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's awesome to have you in the studio because when you come in, I'll just say this: when you come in, everybody puts a smile on their face, and we know that we're going to be entertained because you're such you're so good at what you do, and. As you did to today, this is as we record this. This is a holiday, yeah. and you pointed out the fact that we were not in the holiday season, and you put us in that holiday season. So now I'm going to go out and buy flowers for my wife and and be romantic, if that's a possibility. <laughs> that's I, a great possibility. <laughs> Glad to be of assistance. Tell her thank you. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. She she may call you and uh, say, well, "What did you do?" But you yeah, know, it's great. So yes, you're you're just always a, a breath of fresh air when you come in. So thank you so much for for being here. You're welcome, and thank you for having us. You know, this was a journey for me to figure out how to do what we do right now. Because when the assignment was given to me, it was like we need to do podcasts. I went sounds. Great. Mm, how do you make that happen? And just the mere fact that I knew someone at this particular company who recommended the podcast conference, the very first one. Yeah. The PodCon. Right. right. And that was like, okay, well, I guess I need to go because I need to learn. So when I went and was just blown away by the information that was presented, and you just happened to be there on stage, it's like, I need to get to know that guy. <laughs> I need to get to know him. And we have a mutual friend in common, Michael. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how this process, this relationship started. And it has been wonderful. Well, good. We think it's been wonderful, too. And uh, the Texas PodCon that was here in San Antonio mm -hmm. uh, that was is run, started, and, and created by uh, Jennifer Navarrete. Uh, she's doing a great job. And, and that's what the interesting and cool thing about podcasting is you do get to meet a lot of different interesting people that have great stories and it's a very collaborative environment. We're mm -hmm. not really competitive with each other because we know that there's so many good stories that are to be told out there that if we can be a part of that process and um, create, help create, be that, be that fly on the wall in the studio, but also help give some texture to your stories uh, through editing and through adding music and, and all the creative things that I didn't do for the first 27 years of my career, uh, <laughs> then we feel like we're, we're doing something great. And, and there are so many companies out there that, I mean, you guys are early adopters, even though you, you may not realize that to, to 
using this as a a platform to create brand awareness and and get new clients and all those things. So uh, the the companies that get it, yeah. that come in here with enthusiasm and excitement, that's fun to work with because you, you see the potential. And uh, you guys make us better too. Well, thank you so much. So you need to tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into this business? Well, I made a natural progression from hospital administration. <laughs> a natural <laughs> yeah, progression? Exactly. No, I, I was uh, in the healthcare and hospital administration business uh for about 27 years. So I, after deciding that I didn't want to do that anymore, um, got into – I had been a podcaster as a hobby. I like sports and I like food. And so I used to travel the country and go to stadiums and racetracks and all of that and talk to people that were out in the parking lot. Everything that was going on outside of the stadium, I was interested in. Mm-hmm. The gadgets – the uh, food, the apparel, the uh, game day traditions. That's where game day came from. That's where ah, our name came from is nice. because we started doing that. And it really opened my eyes to the possibilities of what podcasting could be. And so I, I've actually been doing a, a show since 2007, Wow! which a lot of people didn't know what a podcast was. You know, we're st- just now starting to understand what that n- means. But I was doing that back in 07. And uh, still do it today. So uh, 13 years strong, still doing a weekly podcast um, called Tailgate Radio that's fun. And it's just a hobby, kind of cathartic. Okay. But I started talking to people and they're like, hey, you do a podcast. Can you show me how to do a podcast? And so I started just naturally just helping people out and and giving them, you know, my experience and recommend recommendations on what I thought would be good. And then – I got my first inquiry as, hey, can you help my company? And I was like, I never really thought about it that way. But yes, it's a great leveler of the playing field because all the big podcasts that you hear of, whether it's Joe Rogan or uh, How This Is Made or you know any Invisibilia, any of the really big like NPR shows, you can catch those. You can listen to them wherever they are, you know, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple or iTunes, as it used to be called, Mm -hmm. you you can do that too. And as you know, your show is now on all of those platforms. So you have the same exposure to the same potential audience as those companies do or those those podcasts do. And so to me, that made a lot of sense that if you can figure out how to reach an audience, you have really unlimited potential in growing your brand, your name, your business. And what's really interesting is the one of the fastest growing aspects of podcasts is what you are doing, mm-hmm. which is a geocentral or geocentric podcast where you are podcasting. Your information may be good for the entire world, but you're really focusing on businesses in and around the San Antonio, Texas community mm-hmm. um, because that's where you guys work and live and, and have clients. And, and that makes a lot of sense. And so it makes a lot of sense for a lot of podcasters to understand that. But it's still a learning curve right now for most companies. But you, you, you got it early. Yes, early adopters. Never been one of those in life. Never knew what that was until I went to marketing class and understood it. But being cutting edge has its advantages. It, it really does. It really does. And I think we've what we've been able to capture here at Game Day Media is the ability to Work with every kind of client you could think of. We work with um, 
with small businesses. Mm -hmm. We work with big businesses and big corporations. We work with large nonprofits, small nonprofits. We work with brands and people that brand themselves. We work with celebrities. We work with – we have just uh, – we, we ha have had politicians in here. So, I mean, there's really no limit to who has stories to tell uh, to a larger audience. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's a – you know, I always kid with with our team here that we we regularly get a PhD um, just from sitting in here, editing or producing the show, and just listening to what's being said in here. It's an amazing environment, and we feel very privileged to be able to do it because it's it's so much fun. You know, I never knew work could be fun, <laughs> and it is. No doubt. And um, and we we love every aspect of what we do here. No doubt. So tell me, how long have you been in business? We've been in business, in business, in business, like official with a shingle on on the wall and everything like that for three years. Three years. Yeah. Wow. So your career spanned at 27 in that particular industry. Right. Now you're in this new industry and you're a babe in it. That's right. And we, we started off, uh, we had a really small, well, I, let me take a step back. I started in my closet. <laughs> okay. Started recording in the closet because that's a great dampening you know, it's a great place to record because mm -hmm. all the clothes that hang, usually my wife's clothes. Let's be honest. It's my wife's clothes. <laughs> but uh, – and then we had a small in-home studio and then we grew to – and all this has happened in a three-year span. We grew to uh, a small studio space uh, just north of downtown near San Antonio College and we had a great year-and-a-half run there. And uh, now we're in um, – the Bauhaus building on San Pedro, and we have much more space to work and to create and to edit, and um, and it's a, it's a lot of fun to be here. So it's been a whirlwind three years, really, um, considering that this is not an industry that most people even know about. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear about recording studios, but we're not really a recording studio. We're specifically a podcast studio, and we record the spoken word, whether that's a podcast or an audio book. Um, we do a couple of commercials, a few commercials, but we're not. That's really not our focus. It's wow. it's on it's on podcasting, and so all of our equipment in here is specifically geared for podcasting, and um, and that's what we're we think we're really good at. Okay, so why did you choose this particular service? Was it because of the tailgating and just the mere talking to people as you went around the country? Why this particular industry? So we have a we have a podcaster that comes in. Her name's Kathy Kirsten, and she is. Um, she's a strengths coach. If you're familiar with Gallup, mm -hmm. they do a, an assessment where you're a strengths coach. Yes. And, you know, you learn about what your top strengths are. And my two top strengths are futurist and ideation. So I'm a thinker. Yeah. I'm yeah. not surprised. It, it doesn't mean I'm a good thinker. It just means I'm a thinker. <laughs> and I'm always thinking about the future. And I saw – I feel like I saw where podcasting was going to go. And it, it's coming true. It's all of it's coming true. And so I felt like if I could get on top of it and be at least a voice that could encourage people to get involved with it, then we had a shot at making this business uh, viable. And it's become one of those – scenarios where it's played out almost exactly like I envisioned it, which that doesn't happen very often for anybody. Wow. But it's been really, you know, the, the Nostradamus, I guess, of, of podcasting that it's going to just be continue to grow and it's going to continue to evolve into how people 
um, use podcasting. You know, right, right now it's mostly for most people, it's for entertainment, mm-hmm. maybe some encouragement or motivation and education. But there's so many other aspects of podcasting that we're learning about and that we're Frankly, we're kind of on the cutting edge of, which is really fun because I've never been in that space before. Healthcare is not a a new emerging business or or industry, but podcasting certainly is. And so it's kind of nice to, in a lot of ways, be the Wild West where Mm -hmm. you can try some things out and see what works. And the things that do work, you continue to improve on. The ones you don't, you just scrap them and move on. Sound like we're in Texas. Yeah, exactly. Well, I can't hide my twang either, so that probably doesn't help at all. Understandable. You know, I've had to, when people ask me, what is podcasting? I give them the snippet of talk radio on the Internet Mm -hmm. that's on many platforms. Mm -hmm. And they go, oh, talk radio, because the generation that remembers talk radio go, oh, yeah, on the Internet. Hmm. And they're trying to connect the two. But for them to have some sort of concept, I'll have to tell them it's talk radio on the Internet, on right. various platforms. That is, um, as they say, it's spread, as it's, you know, uh, streamed. And then they go, streamed? Oh, never mind. Yeah. We're, we're not going to stop there. Yeah. And the way I do the quick elevator pitch for podcasting is it's audio Netflix. Oh, cute. And, and, and the other thing is that um, people don't often know what where the term pod came from and mm-hmm. it's personal on demand. Oh, that's where the pod came from. So, so it's an acronym actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it okay. really is. And, um, and so if you think of on demand listening, mm-hmm. it's personal to you, which, you know, we've seen statistics change over even the last three to five years where, um, most people listened or consumed their podcast from their laptops five years ago at about 86%. That's almost inverted now where everyone uses their smartphone to listen. Correct. And everyone has a smartphone or some derivation thereof. So you have access to their, their ears mm-hmm. uh, with your content. Mm-hmm. And so that that's the secret sauce is how do you get someone to see your logo of your podcast, click yes, subscribe or listen, mm-hmm. and then capture them with great content. That's, that's 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 what we that's what we do. No doubt. I like it. So tell me, what have been some of the challenges you've had in running your business in these mere three years? Yeah, the biggest challenge is awareness of what we are and what we do. You know, because we do talk to some people and we say we're a podcast studio and they say, well, what's a podcast? And we're like, well, thank you very much. We'll see you later. <laughs> it's nice to meet you because we really don't have the luxury at this point of educating people on a one to one basis because uh, the the companies that get it, we want to start working with those folks. And it's not to say we don't help or we don't under we don't teach or coach what that means. We do seminars all over town where we teach Podcasting 101, that this this is what a podcast is. This is how it's transmitted. This is how it works. So we do that. But we do that in uh, strategic places, public libraries. We get asked to speak at uh, different co-working spaces and things like that. We're always happy to do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, when we're talking with clients, we want them to understand that um, here is how powerful a tool you've got. And if you get it, you understand it. Um, you can have this too. And mm-hmm. you don't have to be a great speaker. You don't have to be a good speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to have great stories to tell and great content. If you have great stories, if you can be a, become a great storyteller or you're already a good storyteller, 
or you have an interesting story to tell, even if you may not can tell it as well as you would like, people will listen mm-hmm. because they're interested in, in that kind of thing. Excellent. I like that. So why do you persist? Why do you keep going? Because like that example you use of trying to educate, you don't want to educate just the one. You want to try and educate the masses. But why do you persist? There is no plan B. I'm in the back. I'm on the back nine, as they say, of my career. Mm -hmm. And um, I saw an opportunity and I didn't want to give myself an out because I have a lot of outs if I want to. I can go back into healthcare. I can go back into teaching. I can go back into other things that I've done in the past. But this is really, you know, I don't think I've ever said this, but it's kind of a legacy thing. Mm -hmm. I I really want to build something that is going to outlast me. Okay. And it's going to continue to evolve and innovate as a company. And that's exciting to me. So I think the always looking, you know, I heard a a saying or read a saying one time. It's been a long time ago, but it's like, I'm still looking forward. I'm not looking past. I'm not breaking out the scrapbook and, and, you know, accounting of the accolades that happened in the past. There's too much to do and it's too much fun right now. This is, this is an amazing time we live in and the ability to, Literally record something and have it go out to millions of people within a few minutes is powerful. And to be able to do that as a small company like we are is amazing. And we want to take advantage of that in any way we can for ourselves and for our clients. Got you. So how critical is support? I mean, you have your team that's in-house. How critical is support outside the team to you for your success? Well, we've used, you know, the technology is our best friend right now. We are nimble. We are a small organization and our team manages all the information that comes in and out of this studio at this point. Scalability is something because we have been able to network with people literally all over the world that we have world-class editors, publishers, ad script writers at our fingertips and we, you know, we have clients that are based in New York and in Stockholm, Sweden and in Los Angeles, as well as clients we have locally. And it's because we provide a service that I think in a lot of regards goes above and beyond what um, most stand. Again, there aren't a lot of podcast agencies out there. Um, and so being in healthcare and understanding what customer service is and what good customer and great customer service and fanatical to steal a, a, a phrase from our good friends over at Rackspace to understand that means that you are always available and always responsive. And I think we do that really well. And so that's one of the reasons why I think that we have a unique opportunity here and we offer a unique business proposition to companies and people and individuals that want to work with us. You know, until I attended the Texas PodCon, I had no idea the vastness of what podcasting could be able to do. Um, Veronica Morales of The Social Being is the one who said, you really need to go. And I went, why? Because this is where you can go and learn. And I went, okay, fine. So when I went, she didn't lie to me. It was everything beyond my expectation. It made all the synapses in my head just pop because it's like, 
education. I love it. And learning now just how much is really involved in it is becoming even more exciting because it's the cutting edge. Yeah. And, and if you notice here in the studio, we have a classroom uh, that we will be teaching DIY podcasting for people that that want to come in and learn it for themselves. And, and we do that for two reasons. One, we want as many people to be in this space as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. But two, we find talented people that we may want to work with mm-hmm. on future projects because – the thing we do here, I think more than anything from a podcasting standpoint, is we take away the pain points. We take away the time. We take away the sometimes the monotonous. I'm looking over at our producer right now. Some of the monotonous aspects of of editing. Mm-hmm. Um, we can show you how to do everything we do, and we do that all the time. But when it comes down to doing it, I mean, we, we all know – what can be done in anything? I, I always use salad as an example. I know this is is kind of a off off the side beaten path, but you can buy a head of lettuce mm-hmm. at the grocery store, fifty nine cents, whatever, or you can buy a bag of pre shredded salad that's ready to go into the to the salad, and it's it's a little more expensive, but it's already done for you. True. And that's really what we are. We're the already done. You come in and you be the talent. We've, we've told you this. Yes. You come in and you do what you do. You tell your stories. You interview people that have great stories. Mm-hmm. Let us do everything else. And we will. And we yes. will. Yeah. Because when we tried to do this on our own, we got audacity. We got semi-equipment. and We couldn't find the right room to have the right sound. And it was scary. And we can tell the difference in the beginning stages versus now. Right. I like now. I really like now because yeah. that's not a skill set that I have. And it was frustrating trying to do the editing, trying to listen for those little nuances that would make it more unprofessional than professional. Right. And it got to a point where it's like, I'm done. I just can't. And then the podcon came and it was like, yes, success. <laughs> and then I met you guys and it's like, yes, this is what I want. Because now the sense of, okay, I can do this. And then all the other stuff I can't do, here you go. That's right. Yeah, it's your level of expertise. Handle it. Take That's right. It. And, and, and the one thing I would say that is underestimated when it comes to doing a podcast, because I'm looking across the table from you and I see you have copious amounts of notes. You you are very well organized. You put in the work. It is work to do a podcast. Yes. And those of you that um, listen or you know think that it's okay, I'm just going to put my mouth to the microphone and people are going to listen. That's not how it works. And the other thing is, it it works to attract an audience. I mean, we've had a lot of people that we've worked with over the years that um, they'll record two or three podcasts. They don't have a million listeners, and they give up. They're like, oh. Whatever. And that's that's just not real reality. It's not mm-hmm. realistic. No. But if you're willing to put in the work like you do, I mean, first of all, your personality is so infectious that who, who wouldn't want to come in and talk to you, first of all? Well, thank you. Uh, but the other side of it is you make it so comfortable in here to talk, but that even shows how much more professional you are that you don't make it look like work. When I see what you have across the table from you, that you've put in a ton of work. Mm-hmm. So – um, we understand that, and because there's so much work and prep and just being the talent, that we don't want to add the extra work that goes into editing and editing 
and pre-production and mastery and then distribution and then marketing of the podcast. I mean, there are a lot of things to consider. Podcasting is a lot of work. That it is. And we try to take away all of the pain points so that you come in and do what you do best and let us do what we do best. And we, it's a wonderful relationship. I love it. I'm not changing anything. Okay. I'm okay with this because of the fact that I knew what my skill set was. I know what my limitations are. And it was scary to know this was an assignment, a project that the company wanted that couldn't be fulfilled. And that was frustrating to me. So it's like, okay, how can I resolve this problem? This is a problem and it needs a solution. What's the best solution? We tried it on our own and realized mm, it's not working as well as we needed. So we needed to find that professional. And right. you all just have to be the ones that we've chosen. And I'm grateful for it because you've taken away those stress points for me so that I can come in prepared. Mm -hmm. I can do the front end work. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, I was telling someone the other day, it's like you can get on YouTube and you can learn how to fix your engine of your car. You're going to have various degrees of success, even if they walk you through it point by point, or you can take it into the, to the mechanic mm -hmm. and walk away and know when you come back, it's done. It's fixed. You don't That's have to worry hope. with it. That's and, the hope anyway. And yeah. we're the, we're the podcast mechanics, I guess, in that, yes. in that response because we, we work really hard. And, and, you know, I would ask you a question. Have you found the, the experience as a podcaster? And I know you were doing it before you worked with us, but do, do you find that allows you to be, it allows you to be more creative or, or focus more on the important aspect, which is the message? Uh, not having to worry about the back end stuff. Yes, it does, because it allows me to find those guests that are engaging and know that if I capture them, get them in the studio and be able to talk to them, ask questions, get the content gathered, I'll hand it off to the producer to the team, knowing that I'm going to have a final product that I'll be proud of that will be produced and put out on the network, the Internet, and actually be viable. It won't be like, what is that? What is that? No, it'll be professional. And that's the whole point of having the podcast done professionally versus, like you say, in the back corner, just putting a mic in front of your phone and, or in front of your face. And my concern was being in the closet. I can't even envision. I'm claustrophobic. So it was just like, no, close. No, I'm sorry. I can't do that. Not at all. Yeah. And the, the thing, too, that is exciting about the process is that once you have started that process and, you know, we really try to work as a team, including our internal folks, but you and your team, mm -hmm. you know, as a collaborative team. And, you know, I, I think that when you've asked questions, I mean, it, it especially when you're first starting, we really are in the kitchen together making the cake. And then once the cake is made, then we can kind of all share in the in the end result. But it, there is a lot of communication that takes place in the in the beginning. But when you get it and, and again, um, the the aspect of delivering customer service mm -hmm. and and being there and, and asking or answering questions that may seem small or insignificant. If you don't know, you don't know. And so we like to be that resource. And if we don't know the answer, we'll find the, the answer for you. So every production, every podcast we, we produce 
is a different experience. Mm -hmm. And we have to be chameleons and know, okay, Thalia likes things this way. She wants she wants the podcast studio decorated when it's a holiday. <laughs> so next time, guess what? We're going to have the place decorated on a holiday. Ooh, where, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where is someone else may not even notice that? I'm raising my hand. Okay. Uh, so, you know, that, that's the fun part of this is we, is we – and we build – you know, I don't want to sound hokey, but we not only do we build professional relationships, but we really build friendships and we build networking opportunities to mm -hmm. share what you do mm -hmm. with other people that come in. I yeah. know I've already told several people about you and want to connect you with, with them and what their businesses do and how they can be a part of the educational offerings that you have. Because I know it's not just here, but you guys do events at your at your business that yes. uh, are beneficial to the small small business people and entrepreneurs. So there are a lot of those people out there, which again is an exciting aspect of what we do is we get to spend a lot of time talking to those people too and, and really pick their brain on okay. some ideas that we may not be thinking of. Wow. That's good. Tell me something. Tell me about a failure that you may have learned from being in this particular space. Where to begin with the failures? Pick one, just any one. <laughs> I, you know, I think the, the biggest Failure um, is our is my failure to understand the timelines of building a number of clients. I left my I left the corporate world and and kind of put a date on a calendar and said this is what I'm going to do and there's no plan B and I assumed that I would have a client ready to go and it didn't happen. And so I started dipping into my my reserve funds and things just didn't go the way I wanted them to. And it wasn't a lack of effort. It wasn't a lack of game plan. It's, you know, the execution sometimes isn't um, necessarily in line with, again, when you're trying to educate people on what a podcast is, assuming that everyone knows because you've been doing one for over a decade. That was a that was a mistake on my part. That was a failure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, but I would say it was worth it because it made me be more creative on how I explained what we do. Mm. And now that we're in year three and things are going really well and we worked with clients on four continents mm -hmm. and uh, in every different industry from business to healthcare to health and fitness to education to financial services – um, to sports and entertainment, it, it really has created. We have to we have to think quickly on our feet to connect somehow with that potential client to understand you've got a story to tell. I'll, t I'll give you an example real quick. We were working with a major blue jean company, uh, and they want to do a podcast. And I was thinking to myself, how in the heck are we going to do a podcast about blue jeans? There's nothing more boring. Durable, reliable, comfortable, absolutely into the podcast. I'm done. Mm -hmm. So we had to get creative. And um, so we had a we had a limited series. They wanted to do a six part series. And this was this was a few years ago. But I wanted to say, well, look, we can do something wrapped around blue jeans, but it's got to be a lifestyle podcast. So we, we did stories about 
people that went hiking and people that worked on ranches and people that were uh, everyday blue jean as part of their lifestyle. And it was all wrapped under the banner of this blue jean company. Mm -hmm. And they loved it. They Mm -hmm. loved the idea. And so we created a six-part lifestyle podcast that was branded by this blue jean company. And it went very well. But it was not what they thought. And it wasn't what we originally thought either, but we kind of put our heads together and came up with a concept that was going to really accentuate both the brand and the lifestyle. And that just comes with experience and falling and being that mouse in the maze that bounces his nose off of every wall to kind of figure out that path. Mm -hmm. And we're still doing that. We're still doing that because we get, we get calls from companies that, uh, we don't have much knowledge in, so we have to figure out what's the best tact. And, and the way we do it is we just, you know, bring in a notepad and start asking questions. Mm-hmm. What does this mean? What do you guys do? And you know, what messaging are you trying to get across to your – is this a branding play? Or are you trying to educate? Or is this a – you know, are you trying to sell services? What is it you're trying to do? And once we craft that narrative into a, a, a storyboard that we can understand, then we can go back to them and say, this, we think these are the best ways you do it. So we we consult quite a bit with companies now that mm-hmm. uh, are interested in getting in space, but they may not know what their exact entry point is. Mm. And so that, I think you, you came in with a very clear idea of what you wanted to do, and we're just here to facilitate and support you. But some people, some companies, some entities that we work with don't even know how to do the first thing about creating that space because they're not creative people mm-hmm. and um, it's not a knock. It's just the reality. Some, of yeah. It all. Some people write manuals for lawnmowers. True. Technical writers. Technical writers. Right. Exactly. I could never do that, but they do it and they do it really well. I'm sure. So talk about what um, success looks like to you. I heard a little bit of it when you discussed that Blue Jean Company and its um, ability, you two, to get together and collaborate and come up with something totally different than what you initially thought of. But what does success really look like for you? I think success for us is a work in progress. Mm-hmm. I think we have certain plateaus, financial plateaus, um, client plateaus that we want to work with. We have an idea of clients and companies that we'd like to work with. But I think success for us is getting up every day. I mean, this is going to sound cliche, but it's not. Getting up every day, enjoying what we do, having the flexibility. You know, if we need to go talk to a client at their location or if we need to fly across the country to go, we can do it. And we do. We, we Last week. We mm-hmm. did it this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having the, the, the freedom to be able to um, be a lot of different things to a lot of different types of company without – being disingenuous, mm-hmm. you know, we're 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 a pretty small, authentic group of people here uh, at Game Day, and so success for us is doing what we love. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. We have metrics that we want to achieve and meet, as every company should. Mm-hmm. But for us, in the in the macro picture, it's just coming in and and living life on our terms and working with great companies every day, and and getting to be a fly on the wall, as I said earlier, and. Listen to some really amazing stories. It's almost like being YouTube 
in the real and the natural right here because it's an education for you, a free education in a sense. Because everyone that sits down in the chair has, as you say, a story to tell, but you also are learning from them. I admire your producer over here because he sits here and just listens and he's going like, oh, my gosh, really? I can see his face out of the corner of my eye. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I've known that guy for a long time. He's, he's a pretty good guy. I think so, too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in, I'll give you a, a crazy example. In, in a week, uh, in a random week, we had the mayor of our city, David Robinson, and his son, um, Lorenzo Gomez the third, um, Bill Schley, who's a New York Times best-selling author, and Graham Weston. Wow. In our office, in our studios, in one week. So that, you know, if that's not an eclectic group of people from all different backgrounds and experiences, and we get to be in here with them. And they're telling their success stories and they're telling what they've done to over, uh, you know, to overcome obstacles and things like that. Mm -hmm. Is that not inspiring and and motivating? It absolutely is to us. Very much so. It really is. So So tell me. It's a blessing. Tell me, if you had to do it over again, what would you do differently, if anything? I would have left the healthcare industry about 15 years ago and would have been a true pioneer in this space. (laughs) I don't know. I'm really happy with what we're doing and – how many companies and people we're working with and helping spread their message. And uh, I think at this point in my career, in my life, um, I don't think I would do anything differently. Nothing at all. I'm I'm not content. I'm never going to be content, but I'm actually enthusiastic about what what we're doing and and see new opportunities every day. Well, that's that futuristic portion of you, isn't it? (laughs) That's right. There's always more. There's always something else. Yes, there's always more. Any advice for our audience? Put your mouth in front of a microphone and start telling your story. Mm. I, I think that people underestimate, doesn't matter what their background is, doesn't matter what their definition of success is, everyone has an opportunity to educate others, inspire others, leave nuggets of wisdom. And it can be from terrible experiences, but but it, it, as well as achievements. I think, you know, well, they say iron sharpens iron. And I think when you hear people really and they may be in the midst of their challenges, not people that have overcome, but they're right in the thick of it right now. And that's a great place to learn. And if you can find people that are inspired and maybe sometimes not inspired, but they're they're like forced into the position where they can share their information, that is a gift that will give for a long time because, as you know, podcasts don't just – fade away like radio Mm-mm. they they they're there in perpetuity and you, you're building a library of content mm-hmm. and someone's going to listen to something you said thalia mm-hmm. five years from now that you said today maybe not with me but with with your your real <laughs> guest earlier uh and they're going to take something away from that that's going to inspire them to do great things and i think if more people realized that their words and their messaging are is so powerful even if they themselves don't believe that it's significant, you can make a big difference in how other people are inspired. Mm-hmm. 
Well, John Largent of Game Day Media, we want to thank you for being on our show today. This is truly the hustle, juggle, and struggle of small business, and we appreciate you, John. Thank you so much. This has been an absolute blast to sit across the table from you and talk. David B. Plemons CPA presents a masterclass, Street Smart. Street Smart is for entrepreneurs, startups, and new ideas. Glean from the Master of Business Development, Mr. Rudy De La Garza. Topics include choosing the right entity, pro forma assumptions percentage to market, what investors are looking for, realistic growth plans, and so much more. That will be held on Tuesday, May 5th, 12th, and 19th, 2020, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Launch SA, 600 Soledad, San Antonio, Texas, 78205. The cost for this event is $225 per person for all three sessions. Registration will close May 1st, 2020. Please join us. You can register on Eventbrite. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at And don't forget to check out our website, PlemonsCPA.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio. David B. Plemons CPA Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or their concepts or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. or any of its officials. You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office. Mm-hmm.